Good morning, friends and family. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. God bless you, each and every one. I thought I'd talk a little bit this morning about um, rather than carrying burdens, which many times we are carrying, is we need to just, <laughs> I must want to say, beef up our confidences. In, uh, in our salvation, in who we are in Christ. Um, you know, uh, our, just our confidence in life, period, in the life that God has given us. So, let me start with, um, I was going to see, where's my scripture? Where is my scripture? John 3, 1 through 8. Was it 3, 1 through 8? Let me read John 3, 1 through 8. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest. This is the King James Version, guys, for you who have went on to newer versions. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of God... Of the that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He goes on to say, Marvel not that I said, this is verse 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. That, to me, is one of the most amazing, beautiful scriptures, which all of them are to me, actually, but some stand out more than others. But you know what? As human beings, we have, we face fears every single day of our lives. There's some type of fear we're going to face. And these, they can be external fears, financial in regard to say it could be financial difficulties or sickness or bad relationships but they come from within fear that fear that i am not enough fear that i i do not please god with my life fear of loneliness and that's just actually to name a few if we were not uh if we are not careful even as christians we can end up living our lives full of worry and full of fear. And that's not God's desire for us. God gave us his perfect love so that we can live in confidence instead of fear. So God is in charge. He, God is in control of everything to do with our lives. We can be, uh, 
we can actually rest assured that God will strike our enemy at any given moment where the enemy, when the enemy comes in like a flood, amen, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord will raise up and, uh, let's see. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So you know what? How do we as Christians obtain this kind of confidence in God? First, we need to be confident in our salvation. When we're saved, we're born again into God's family. The scripture says that we become God's children. We become co-heirs with Christ. And this means that God has provided everything that we need for life. And not only for life, but for godliness. So in other words... God can take of, of our um, physical and spiritual needs. He can take care of all of it. He has also promised us eternal life when we put our confidence in Christ Jesus. So as God's children, we can be confident in our relationship with God the Father. We can always please Him. We are enough. We can keep His commandments because we love Him. When we realize the sufficiency of the relationship that we have with God through Christ's redemption, we have nothing to fear. We do not need to be anxious about anything. Even when we sin, God forgives us if we confess our sins to Him. So living a Christian life becomes easy when we understand our salvation. Keeping God's commandments is no longer burdensome. If we're doing it out of our love for him. Amen. So when we become born again, we obtain victory in our lives over this world, over sin and over death. God pours the rain of his salvation into the reservoirs of our heart. And this rain fills our hearts with faith so much that it overflows into rivers of love flowing out to others. And to to have this confidence you need to accept Christ as your Savior. So if you have not done that, that's why you don't have this confidence. And uh, also, if you're lacking in this confidence, it could be that you're lacking in the knowledge of God's Word and truth to your life. But those of you who don't know Him, you need to accept Christ as your Savior. Give your life to Him so that He can live on the inside of you. This is what it means to be born again. Be born again to be filled with His Spirit. And then when our hearts are filled with Christ's love for us, we can be confident in ourselves. We can be confident in the gifting and the abilities that God has given us. We can be confident in ourselves because God loves us this These, I want to say the reservoirs of our hearts are not filled with money. They're not filled with success or even church attendance or church duties. None of that. The reservoirs of our hearts are filled by, the, by God's love. The, the confidence in ourselves that's based on Christ's love is not pride and it's not arrogance. On the contrary, 
Prideful and arrogant people are quite insecure in themselves. People who truly believe in God's love for them are confident in themselves and they're, are, they're able to freely love each other or love others. The less that we worry about um, proving our own worth, the more that we're able to just be freely care for others and the world around us. We're not concerned about ourselves. So that reign of God's love and salvation has to fall into our hearts first before we can be who God called us to be. Then we'll be secure enough to love others, let go of ourselves. We're secure in Him. And then when we are filled with God's love, we're able to truly understand ourselves and being confident in God's love, we become an an actual gift to the world around us that is uh, a true gift. And in Christ, we know exactly what God created us to be and what he gifted us with. We're able to function fully in our divine calling when we have true confidence in our own God-given abilities. And each of us have been given God-given abilities. We're all different. We all have different giftings and abilities and talents and all that. And this is a a blessing to the church and a blessing to the world. We need to know God's love for us. And then we will be confident to remain the person that he's determined us to be no matter what. People that are secure in God's love for them, they don't give in to peer pressure. They don't give in to worry about the opinions of others. They're not worried about that. They're confident in God's love for them. Each person was born an original. Like I said a moment ago, no one is a copy, right? So when our hearts are filled with God's love, we bless other people. We can be a better Mother, after after you've had your quiet time, we can be a better father. We can be a better parent when we spend quality time with the Lord. And a lot of us are running on empty in our family lives or at work. We'll be better selves, more, more secure, more loving when we fill up our hearts with the word of God and with the love of God. You know, we have to have something um, within ourselves to give away. You know, there is nothing within us. uh, uh, See, the Bible says, in our flesh dwells no good thing. Amen? So if you're filled with the Spirit of God, you're filled with a whole lot of good. If you're filled with the Spirit of the enemy, you're filled with bad and that's what you're going to give out is a bunch of bad stuff a bunch of negative stuff but if you are filled with the spirit of god you have so much to overflow to other people and and as god continues to fill our hearts with his love we're able to overflow on others overflow the rivers of 
of Christ's love can freely flow to others in our lives, our family, our friends, and our our neighbors. We can love God. We can love people generously because we do not serve God out of our own strength. We serve God out of the overflow of his strength in us. We don't love others out of our own will. We love others because God's love is overflowing within our own hearts. God's love in our in our uh, lives is revealed by the rivers of love that come out of us. In other words, how much of God you know, how much of God you have in you is what's going to flow out of you. Amen? You're going to have rivers and rivers. The Bible says... Um, Let me think of the scripture. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, it can't flow out of you if it's not in you. So you have to spend time with with the Lord. You know, uh, we know sometimes that someone believes in Christ because that individual loves other people. God's presence in our hearts is evident of how we live our lives. All right, I want to finish that sentence because I figured I was getting off track. But I do want to make it a point. If we're not filling up on God, if we are not staying in the Word, if we're not staying in God's presence and spending time alone in the secret place with God, what do you have to give anybody? You know what? You may have your doubts and your your own things that you're going through. Maybe that's what you have to give somebody. That is not a life-giving flow. That is not the river of God. Amen. But out of our belly should be flowing rivers of the living God out to others. Many people uh, believe the reservoirs of love in their own hearts and they don't believe in God's reign of salvation. People attempt to be nice to everyone and they love love others out of their own willpower, out of their own strength, out of their own understanding. And that's all fine and good. That's, that's good. But those reservoirs are going to dry out. Amen? They're going to dry up at some point when that person goes through a trial. They're, they're going to, you know, say they went through a terrible depression or something in their life. They're going to shrink back from people. They're going to want to hide out in their room and be alone a lot. Uh, that's just the way that it is. But through salvation, through a relationship with God, a person can constantly receive love, God's love. And he's then able to love others unconditionally, even through his trials. Even through your trials, you can love others. And then faithful love brings this, these free-flowing rivers out of us. When we realize the faithfulness of the love of God, such knowledge brings freedom into our lives. We can love others and we can give because we know that God provides We pray because God has a will and we want to know and obey it. 
You know, why why would we we read the Bible actually and trust that it says because the rain of love and the promises of God falls into the reservoirs of our hearts through God's word. How would you know God if you didn't know through his word, through reading about him, learning about him, and then one-on-one talking with him, inviting him to come into your heart, asking him to be your savior. And through the word of God, that's how faith arises. Um, Then we're able to fulfill all of God's commandments and we're able to fill them with joy. If we quit believing that God is the provider of that love, we'll, we'll hoard our reservoirs. We'll, we'll make our, uh, we make sure our own rivers are ours and they're small. Human nature is fallen. We've got to know that by reading the Bible. Human nature is fallen. It's selfish. Jesus said that we can do nothing without him. We cannot fulfill God's commands to love him and to love our neighbors out of our own strength. We can't do it. However, if we trust in the the love that, that God has filled us up with, within ourselves, within our heart and spirit, we will overflow with love for others. And you know, um, let me say this, God is a God of abundance. The scripture tells us that God's commandments, they're not burdensome either. God's commandments are a blessing to our lives. They're not difficult. Life, on the other hand, can be burdensome. So we need to recognize the difference. There's a complexity of life. Our daily existence can be full of burdens. There is, however, a simplicity to following God's commandments. When we obey the word of God, he blesses us in the midst of the burdens of life so we can still bless others. The simplicity of the commandment of God will help us in the complexity of life. So even though life can be complex, it can be burdensome, it can be difficult, obeying God is always right. In other words, there's never a wrong time to do the right thing, right? When we obey God's commandments, we're able to confidently say this to him, Father, I am not the one making the rules of how this life is played I obey your commandments. Now I want to watch you do what only you can do. When you do that, God will do what he promised. The Bible says that he promised to. um, He made promises to us in Christ. And they are, those promises are yes and amen. So you can trust God's love to always fill the reservoir of your heart and to guide and flow like a river if you're filled up with him once you start to define the rivers you begin to basically negate the rain or the love that's flowing into your heart let god flow in your heart and let god take care of the commandments you just need to live them out 
When you follow Jesus, you will be blessed. The Bible says that God, who started the good work in you, will be faithful to complete it. Amen? So God is doing a good work in you. He started a good work in you, and he's going to complete that good work in you. Therefore, you can live your life with confidence. When we're filled with God's love, we can be assured in our Christian life. We can be confident in our giving, in our worship, and in our discipleship of others. We can be confident of our future. We can be confident and confidently singing this beautiful Christian hymn that says one of my favorite songs, And Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. So we can live our lives daily without fear, without worry. And when God's love lives in our hearts, we can confidently, we can declare with the Apostle Paul and the saints of old, if God is for us, Who then, who then can be against us? Amen. And then since life is difficult, burdensome, and complex, the um, God gave us the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he said, I go away, but I leave you a... And I'm not quoting the scripture verbatim, so you might have to look it up. But I leave you a comforter. So he left us the Holy Spirit as our comforter, as our teacher, as our... He is everything to us. He will guide us and lead us in the pathway that we should go. So we cannot fulfill God's commandments out of our own sinful nature. The Bible tells us that our flesh is weak. Our flesh is unable to please God, and that is exactly why Christ gave us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And when Christ died on the cross, he sent the Holy Spirit to live in us. Not just be with us, but to live in us. So we need to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and live in our hearts. And since the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in our hearts, He gives us life and empowers us to live according to God's own will. So the power of the Holy Spirit is greater and stronger than anything that we can produce in our own flesh. We can't do it. We can't live the life in our own flesh. So if we want to win in life, we can do we can actually do that, but we can embrace embracing this member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit, the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. So Christ sent him to be our helper, as I said a minute ago, to teach us all things and to bring everything to our memory. Amen. So at any given moment, when you need a scripture, you need a word for the Lord to bring to you, a specific word that the Lord or the Holy Spirit wants to speak, he can bring it to your mind. 
He can bring it to your memory. So the Holy Spirit gives us that power to witness to others. He gives us the power to withstand sin. The Holy Spirit makes us victorious. He cannot, uh, we cannot walk this life alone. We cannot do it in the flesh. How, how uh, much more I can emphasize that, I don't know, but we cannot do it. With the Holy Spirit inside us, we do not have to. He will do it. We can be confident that God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And in saying that, I am going to close. We need, and I really want to encourage you, if you have been born again, if you have asked Jesus to come into your heart and you have not invited the Holy Spirit to come in and live inside of you, I really encourage you to do that because the power of the Holy Spirit is what we need to live a victorious Christian life today.